All right. Good evening. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. On a busy Thursday night, just a few days before Pesach. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to say, a lot to speak about. There's many thoughts that are going through everybody's mind at this very difficult and unusual and scary time. And the uh, Chavetz Chaim tells us a beautiful vart on the Parsha. The Parsha is discussing the Karban Oila. And the Pasuk says, Zais Taira Sa'ila, He Oila Al Maikta. To which Chazal say that somebody called Aloyme Taira Sa'ila, somebody studies the Alochas of the Karban Oila, so it's as if he's bringing it. We also know that Nisham Laparm's Fasenu. That if we daven, the, the tefillah has been has been karbanis as well. So your oisik either by learning, by davening. So it's as if you're bringing the carbon. It's as if you're bringing the carbon. So says the Chavetz Chaim. Now a person might think, you know, a person might think. You know, what, what, what is it worth, my davening or my learning? When there was the Beis HaMikdash, we were able to bring the carbon. But today, nowadays, what do I have? So the Chavetz Chaim brings a marshal. And he says like this. He says like this. That there was a wealthy man who lived in a mansion, and he had servants who would wait on him and take care of his every whim. They would make his bed, they would serve his meals, they would clean up, and he had a little boy. And growing in royalty, the boy was used to it. One day, his father had to travel. So he gets into his coach, and as he's leaving, the little boy says, Tati, you know, I feel so bad. You're going to be leaving, and you won't be able to enjoy any of the amenities that we have here at home. You won't be having people waiting on you. You won't be having the servants. You won't be having the door, the doorman or the butler. So says the father to the son, it doesn't matter because even though I'm traveling and I'm leaving the house, but I'm going to be staying in these fancy hotels. And these fancy hotels are going to have every single amenity that I have at home even more. So whatever it is that I'm used to, I'm still going to be getting. The gourmet meals I'll be getting. The, uh, the services I'll be getting. Everything's going to be done just the way it is at home, even though I'm going to be on the road. And says the Chavetz Chaim, the same thing is true for us today. We don't have the base Amigdash. We're not in the house. We're not in the house of the Abishter. But we do have Nishal Parms for saying that we can daven. We can learn. Which Chazal say is B'mokim Karban. And therefore, even though we're on the road, so to speak, we still have all the amenities of the Karbanais. And that's something we can take to heart, especially now when... Obviously, this, this Pesach is going to be different than every single Pesach that we've ever had in our life. And it's very easy to fall into a despair and say, you know, what's it worth? There's no family, there's no friends, there's no shul. It's just me and whoever it is, whoever's in my house. What kind of a Seder is this? But we got to remember that we're on the road, you're on the road. Even when you're on the road, the Rebbeinah Shalom is still there with you. And as long as we're doing our ishtalas and we're doing our part, that's all that counts. And it's as if we're in the Beis Amigdash. It's as if we're in Shul. It's as if we're with, we're with the extended family or it's as if wherever it is where we wanted to go to. Because the Rebbeinu Shalom wants us to be here at this stage, on this ride, so to speak. So it counts 
as if it is a normal Pesach, and that's something we can all take to heart. And I was reading, you know, a beautiful um, beautiful and tragic story by Cronin as Agode brings down, and I saw this elsewhere as well, in the camp in Bergen-Belsen. So, after the war, they found a tefillah that the, that the, uh, the inmates had written in the concentration camp. And they said in the tefillah, it's to do your will and to keep Pesach and to be nishma from eating mashu chametz. But what can we do? We're in a position and a situation where it's not possible. And if we want to fulfill the mitzvah of a chaybahem, of an ishmatul secha, then we're going to have to eat chametz. And so, Rabbi Nishalayim, please consider it as if we kept Pesach with all the dikdukim and all the alochas. And Lahav the Lelaf Alfei Avdos, of course, we're not even in a remotely similar situation. But being that we're in a situation that could cause some despair, so we can take to mind and we can say to ourselves and we can say, Rabbi Nishalayim, Goli Viyadulafanecha, you should know that really we wanted to be in Shul. We wanted to sing Halal B'Tzibur. We wanted to have a big oilam for the Seder. We wanted to invite other people. We wanted to share the Simcha of the Seder together with others. But that's what we want. Unfortunately, we can't do it because of the situation. And you told us, You told us, To guard our lives. And that's what we're doing. We're doing our part. Please consider it. As if this is a regular, normal Pesach. As if we're saying Halal and Shul. As if we're sitting with our extended families. As if we're enjoying the Pesach as it's meant to be. Because we're doing whatever it is that you want us to do. And with that in mind, let's talk a little bit. Hilchish Pesach. And I'm not going to be Mayrach. Um, just a few halachas which are important to remember at this time. People have a minute not to eat uh, matzah. But it's important to know that the Easter to eat matzah before Pesach only applies to the day of Erev Pesach itself. Which means Erev Pesach by day. But... Any other time, uh, even even the, the night of B'dikas Chametz, there's absolutely no problem of eating matzah. And if there's a need, for sure, definitely today, in, in this day and age, in this time, it's permitted to eat matzah uh, on the night of B'dikas Chametz. And the Easter is only the day of Pesach. Nisan is also the time of the beginning of St. B'dikas Ilanis. And being that probably most people don't have a fruit tree in their backyard, and they can't go out, so it's important to realize that the halacha is that this bracha can be said throughout the springtime. So if we don't have the opportunity to say during Nisan, we can wait till next month and even the following month till the summer begins. You can always say it with a shem malchus. And if you happen to be outside taking a walk, let's say on a Shabbos, and you see the tree, so you can say it on Shabbos as well. As far as Medikas Chametz is concerned, so the can say that the Iker, uh, that, that, that it's, it's best to make a bracha using a candle, but the actual Badigas chametz should be done with a flashlight. And that's for a few reasons. Number one, because of safety. And number two, the halacha is that you have to check in the Chayim Muzdakim, you have to check in all the corners and the crevices. And usually people are a little bit reluctant to take a candle and to shove it into the corner somewhere because it's a fire hazard. So as a result, it could be that the Badika won't be a full Badika. So therefore, best to start off with a candle, just one room, and then from there on, move on with a flashlight. And you can also have the lights on in the house. And just use the flashlight to light into the corners, behind, into the beds, and into the closets, and so forth. Places that 
uh, the light doesn't reach, but it's not necessary to use a candle for the entire time. As far as crumbs are concerned, so here it's very important, and this is true of every single year, but throughout this year, many Rabbanim are, are, are pointing this out, and that is that because um, normally, so housewives, they go above and beyond, and they, they like to do uh, spring cleaning during Pesach time, but this year, because of the situation being what it is, so many people won't be able to do that. Halakhically, there is no need to do spring cleaning. And crumbs are not considered part of the Easter of chametz that you have to be mevar from the house. The Easter is only a kezayis. So if you have crumbs under the bed, you have crumbs under the table behind the couch, make sure that you don't have to, uh, you don't have to t- get rid of it. Because there's no chashash that anyone's going to eat it. So therefore, um, don't need to do spring cleaning. You can uh, check underneath. The, if you want to move the couch and sweep there, that's fine. But beyond that, there's really no need to. And uh, it's not something that people should be getting caught up in. Um, and uh, and and the only time that you really have to be aware of crumbs is anything that you might be uh, that might be used throughout the area that you're eating it. So, for example, if you have svarim, if you have books that you read throughout the year, and there might be crumbs in it, that's something you got to be careful with. So, don't bring those books to the table during Pesach. Of course, you should clean the books that you want to read. But either way, if you don't have the opportunity to clean it, so don't bring it to the table. Don't eat there. Um, and anything that's in the area that you're eating, also you got to be careful with the crumbs. So the tables, the chairs, those areas you got to clean very well. But everything else, it's not something that you should lose sleep over, because there's no iser involved. As long as there's no chashash that you're going to put it in your mouth. Um, and uh, let's say, for example, a phone. So that would be an example of something that 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 you should bring to your mouth. That you do bring to your mouth. So that's something that should be cleaned, be it a house phone or a cell phone. Let's talk a little bit about the halachas of the kitchen, of kashering. So, uh, there's, uh, there's a few uh, important halachas here. And, uh, of course, most people prefer to have uh, dishes that they use just for Pesach. But, if you don't have a chance to buy it, and you didn't have a chance to get new dishes for Pesach, or some things like bechers, which people... Uh, tend to use from uh, from uh, the entire year, use the same ones. So you have to do something called uh, hagola, and what hagola means is you boil up a pot of water. Uh, that's a chametz a pot that hasn't been used in twenty four hours. You boil it up until uh, literally the water is boiling, and then you uh, you take the uh, the becher and you put it into the pot, the boiling pot of water. You take it out and you rinse it off in cold water. And uh, the same is true for any other metal dish that you want to use for Pesach that's been used throughout the year. You put it into the uh, into the boiling pot of water. You dip it in there, and then you take it out, and you rinse it off with cold water. And the same thing is true for a sink. Many people have the minig of using a sink insert. If you're not doing that, then the same idea. You take the uh, pot of boiling water or kettle, and you pour it all over the sink, including on the sides, Making sure not to miss even uh, even a small part of it, and that makes this the sink kosher. Um, as far as uh, pla- uh, plastic dishes or glass dishes, so hagola doesn't work for those. So uh, the best thing is to get new ones for Pesach. There's been a lot of talk about what to do about the mikvoys. The mikvoys here in Brooklyn, as far as I know, the the kalim the kalim mikvoys are closed. So uh, there was an asa that was given out. If people are able to go to the bay. And title it there, that's great. If not, there's an Eitza, actually two Eitzas, and I thank my friend Morty for forwarding me the uh, 
the psak of a perishal shechter, where he says you, there's, you have two options. Option number one is you take the uh, set of dishes that you just bought, and in front of three people, that could be you could do that on the phone, call up three people and say, I'm being mafkir, these kalim, and you take it outside, and you leave it there for a little while. Anybody could come and take it during that time, and then you bring it inside, and something that's your zeicha from the hefker doesn't need tevila. Or the other option is to be makna to a guy until after Pesach. And if it's kalim that belongs to a guy, so then it doesn't it doesn't require tevila. Of course, once, uh, but once a mitzvah shem, the situation improves and you're able to go out, then in that case you will have to do tevila. Um, let's see what else. As far as Tanis Bechayim is concerned, so people have the minag of their Bechayim to either hear a siyam or to make a siyam themselves, being that there won't be any minyanim in Shul of Pesach. So the Paiskim said that if you don't hear a siyam, that's fine. And if there's one that's available online through the phone, that you can listen to that and your Yitzhah as well and you can eat just as well. Um... And uh, is there anything else regarding the Hilchis Pesach? Let's see. Okay, as far as hand sanitizer is concerned, it's something that everybody's using. So... You should try to find the type that doesn't have the 70% alcohol, but if it's not available and the hand sanitizer is necessary this time of year, so then it is, you're, you're allowed to use it. And um, as far as Mechir Aschametz is concerned, so everybody already knows that that's being done now online. And uh, the halacha is that even though normally people don't, many people are neg not to sell Chametz Gomor, um, things like pasta, or the like, but this year, because of the matzah being what it is, so the Rabbanim are saying that uh, not only are you allowed to, but you should do it, and that's for the simple reason that um, the more we can avoid going out after Pesach is concerned, the better. And uh, if you have the chametz right now in your house, you have the pasta, you have the flour, you have whatever it is in your house, so it's best to keep it there and not throw it out this way after Pesach. You won't have to go out to the store and and uh, and bump into people and avoid social distancing. So, uh, best thing is, is uh, whatever chametz you have, whether it's taruvah chametz or real chametz, lock it up in the closet, sell it, and after Pesach, you can use it, to hate. As far as the Seder night is concerned, so, Nusach Sfarad has a minute to say, to say halal with a bracha on the first night of Pesach, the second night of Pesach as well. Uh, unfortunately, though, this year, since we're going to be diving B'Yechidus, so there is no Indian to say Hallel. And the whole purpose of that Hallel is to say Shiraz Vam, and it doesn't apply outside of Shul. Even if it happens to be that somebody has a backyard minion or something of that nature, it still shouldn't be said. Because again, the idea is Am, and, and a backyard minion is, is certainly not that type of a minion. So um, you should not be saying Hal with the Brocha on Pesach night. And um, like we said before, even though we're not saying the Hallel and we're not in Shul. But there's no question that the Rabbani Shalom consider, considers it as if we are. And finally, regarding Tfilas Tal, so uh, the same idea, that's something that is Nayeg 
it's a minik for the shul. So there's no there's no chiv to do that by musaf of musaf uh, by the by musaf of the first day of, of Pesach, even. Um, even though everybody's going to be starting to say Murad Atol by Musaf by the Shtilish Manasrei, but the uh, the minig of saying the Tefillah was something that was given to the Tzibur. In other words, when the Tzibur together says Murad Atol, so that's sort of a declaration. It doesn't apply in Chidus. So we know that everybody's going to start saying it by Musaf, and that's enough, and you don't have to say Tefillah Atol. Of course, if you want to say it, there's no problem, but it's def- definitely not a Chiyav. Uh, okay, so that's it in, t- in terms of the Alochas. And now let's move on to the Seder night and Pesach. You know, it's very interesting. There's a pasuk that says, And it's a very interesting lashon of kol Every day of your life you have to remember Yetzias Mitzrayim. What is this concept of kol yemei chayecha? An unusual lashon. And we know the Chazal tell us, based on this pasuk, the chayavodim liris asatzmai, ki ilu hu every single person has an obligation to consider himself as if he left Mitzrayim. So how do we understand this idea of that a person is kol yemei chayecha, every single day of our life, we have to think about Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and on Pesach time, what's the idea here? And so the Swarm explained that Rizal says that from the time of creation till the end of times, no two days are alike. And no two days have the same tafkid. Each and every day has its unique job and its unique shlicha, so to speak. And when we live through that day, we have a tafkid that we're supposed to do. When did this start of a Klal Yisrael? Klal Yisrael were slaves in Mitzrayim. And Klal Yisrael were slaves in Mitzrayim. What is the definition of a slave? So, a slave is somebody who doesn't make his own choices. He's not able to do to decide to do what he wants to do. He's not able to make his own decisions. He's dependent on his master. And when Kalal Yisrael came out of Mitzrayim, so they were given chayrus, they were given freedom. They were given the ability to choose and the ability to make decisions on their own. The Pasuk tells us in Parashat Zboi, HaChaydesh Hazel Lochem Reish Chadoshim. The Pasuk says, Lochem... Oh, hi, Mandy. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining. And say the Svarim, the Lachem means it was given to you. What was given to Klal Yisrael? Klal Yisrael was given the gift of time. The gift of taking their days and using it according to the way that they feel is the right way. And that is the definition of a Ben Chayrin. When Chazal tell us, What does that mean? It means that we have to take the opportunity that is given to us each and every day and utilize it the same way it was used in Mitzrayim. In other words, each and every day we're given again the opportunity to go out of slavery, to go away from the bondage of not being in charge of ourselves 
of not being in charge of our time and taking that and coming out of Mitzrayim, being Yitzel Lecheres and saying, no, I have the ability to be free. I have the ability to be in charge of myself and in charge of my time. And that is the Avoid of Ayid. We each have in us two conflicting forces. There's the force of the things that we want, that the Neshama wants, the things that we connect to, the things that we know are what are going to make us feel good, the things that we know are going to make us feel that we're accomplishing and doing what we're supposed to do. And then we have the feelings of what I feel like doing. You know, it's a very, especially during this time when we're all at home and, you know, there's there's food all over the house. It's very easy to succumb to the uh, desires of, I feel like having an extra piece of cake. I feel like having another uh, double supper. I feel like having, um, you know, 10 sodas a day. That's the way we feel. So we have these conflicting these conflicting feelings within us. What we feel, what we what we feel of doing, what we feel like to do, and what we want to do. And the job of a yid, especially this time of year, is to understand what it is that his struggle is. And to say, no, 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 I want to be a Ben Chiron. And I want to be the person who does what he wants to do and not what he feels like doing. And as the Pasuk tells us, gives us the choice. We have the choice because we came out of Mitzrayim. We're given the ability to choose. HaKadosh Baruch Hu implores us, Choose what you want to do. Choose what you know is right to do. Don't choose just what you feel like to do at that moment. And that is something that's Nisayrer each and every year on Pesach. The Cheyrus, the feeling and the ability to connect to ourselves and to make the right choices is something that we're given this time of year. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim, and he told us, stay away from chametz. The definition of chametz is bread that has in it external, external sources, external flavors. Kodesh Baruch Hu says to us, for seven days, for eight days, stay away from chametz. Leave the externalities. Try to focus internally. Try to focus on connect on what you know is what's important. And that's what matzah is all about. Matzah has nothing to it. It's at the basic level. The bread and the water, the flour and the water and nothing else. There's no distractions in matzah. And that's what Pesach is all about. To remind us. To remind us what Chayrus is meant to be. Chayrus means a person connecting. Connecting with Gadish Baruch Hu and connecting with himself without any distractions. And that's something that we're, a gift that we're given each and every year, Pesach time. And Befrat this year, we're given this opportunity tenfold because we're all home. And there's many less distractions to be involved with this time of year. When Klal Yisrael were in Mitzrayim, where they were about to be redeemed, so they were put into quarantine on the night of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Klal Yisrael, V'atem lo mi Pesach beizchem ad kol alayla. Klal Yisrael were commanded, stay in quarantine, don't go out. Because when a person is put into isolation, he has time to reflect and to think about what's important. He has time to realize what his priorities are. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Klai Yisrael, you're about to be redeemed. I cannot afford, you cannot afford to start getting involved with what's happening outside. you got to focus internally. Stay inside. And now this year especially, when we're all in quarantine, and we're kind of forced to spend time 
in, a, in an environment which we're not so used to. With our families. With our spouses. And with ourselves. So now is the time, right before Pesach, to utilize. Utilize the quarantine. And to remember what Pesach is all about. And I want to point out one thing, which I know I personally struggle with, and, and many other people do as well. And that is there's so much news going on. And by nature, the nature of a human being is that he wants to know what's happening. And psychologically, probably the reason for that is because when we feel we feel that we know what's going on, so we feel somewhat of in control of the situation. The person thinks, if I know the news, then I can give an opinion, and my opinion is going to count, and it's going to make a difference. And that's human nature. But we see here that Kodesh Baruch Hu is clearly telling us that that's not the case, that we're not in charge. We have here an invisible enemy. There's absolutely nothing that we can do to stop it. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us, Hashem Yilochem Lochem Vatem Tacharishim, stay inside. Stay inside your house. Don't go out. Let me take care of business. I know what I'm doing and I have a plan. All you have to do is stay inside. Stay inside and focus. And focus on what's important. And that's something that we can take to mind that can give us a little bit of chizuk to start to stay away a little bit at least from all the distractions. It, you know, it's, it's easy, even in quarantine, it's very easy to fall into that... Uh, to fall into that trap of spending all our time on our phones and on the internet, but it's going to take away. It's going to take away from what the essence of the of what the meaning of this is. It's going to take away from from what we could accomplish during this time and and being that it's our Pesach and being that we're already in quarantine. So why not utilize this time to try to focus on what a yid is supposed to be focusing on, and that is his connections to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to his family, and most importantly, to himself. Shleim HaMelech says in Tehillah, in, in Mishlei, a beautiful Pasuk, a, a famous Pasuk, that there's a time for everything. There's Eis Lehoi, there's Eis Snoi, there's Eis Melchama, there's Shalom. And then he says a very fascinating Pasuk. Eis Lachavoik, there's a time to hug. And there's a time to distance ourselves from hugging. Now, what is the meaning of that? The point is, is that the hug symbolizes a physical way of showing affection. And a person by nature, he, he, he likes to show physical affection. But, Shleim HaMalach says there's ace, ace, there's a time to step away even from the physical. And when a person steps back, then he can connect to the other person in an even deeper level. Because physicality is a barrier. But when we step away from the physical, then we can connect on a much deeper level. And so Shleim HaMelech is saying to us, there's a time for everything. And there's even a time to step away physically. Mm-hmm. And what, 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 what could be that time if not today? When we're told, stay away. Don't go near anybody. But that doesn't mean that we're not connected. All that means is that we're not, we're not, physically, we're not physically with each other. Mm-hmm. We're not together mm-hmm. with each other. Begoof. But our minds, if they're focused on the proper way, then we're fulfilling what this time is meant to be. This ace of Lerchaik Michabek. And there's no question 
that if we can take this opportunity and utilize it, we're going to grow. And in Ritz Hashem, when this situation is over, hopefully very soon, we're going to come out strengthened, and we're going to come out better people, and that is hopefully what the Rebbeinah Shalom wants for us. I just want to conclude with a beautiful story. Rabbi Krohn brings it down in his Agada that was just recently released. There was a girl growing up in Montreal, a Sephardi girl, who grew up in a traditional house, but not a from one. And as a teenager, she grew close to Yiddishkeit. And she became observant in Shemar Shabbos. She had lost her mother at a young age. And her father, with her two sisters and herself, were going to go spend the Seder by a family, by a, by a relative who lived a few miles away in Montreal. So it's Erev Yomtev, they drive over there. And this girl, she was looking forward to a beautiful and uplifting Seder with uh, Divrei Taira and with singing and with family. And when she got to the Seder, she was very disappointed. There was family, but there was very little Divrei Taira. Most, most of the discussions were, were about food and about the meal. People were getting uh, grumpy. When are we going to end? And she was very disappointed. It's right after the meal. Her father gets up. He says, okay, we're going home now. She says, what do you mean? Uh, there's still two cases left to drink. He says, no, sorry, it's late. I have to go. Let's go. He goes outside. And he takes his keys and he goes into the car. He says, everybody join me in the car. And she says, no, 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 no. There's no way. There's no way I'm going in the car. It's Pesach night. And as you know, I keep Shabbos. I keep Yomtev. I'm not driving. So... So the father says, you know, we live, uh, we live uh, a good three miles away. It's going to take us over an hour to, to walk there. And it's late at night. I really don't want to do it. Please come into the car. The girl insists. She says, absolutely not. I am not going in the car. And finally, the father realizes that uh, she's not going to give up. So he says, okay, I'm going to walk with you. The father and the two sisters and this girl, whose, whose name was Sarah. They're walking home. And... The father's not a happy camper. He would much rather be driving. And the girl's lost in her thoughts and she's thinking, you know, how much I wished that I could spend this Pesach, this Pesach night with a beautiful family, a Seder the way it's supposed to be. And instead, this is how it is. And as they're walking past one of the from neighborhoods in Montreal, she passes by a house and the window, the window shades are open and she looks inside and she sees a long table and there's... A big family sitting there, and they seem to be really involved with the Seder. They seem to be singing, and uh, you can look inside and you can see the you can see the, the the Pesach night. You can see the Seder, beautiful Seder. And she looks inside and she says, "You know, I wish Pesach is a night of wishes, where we say Lashana Abba, Birushalayim Abnuya. I'm also wishing that I could spend a Seder with this family, this kind of a Seder." And she's making this wish, and she's thinking, no, maybe the door will open, and they'll invite me inside. And she's walking slowly past the house. The door doesn't open. So she continues walking, and she says, no, it was just a wish. Not all wishes are fulfilled. She goes home. Pesach goes by. And it's a few months later. And one of her teachers, who knew her well, and was very impressed by her, she had suggested a shidduch for her with a young boy from Montreal. To make a long story short, they get engaged and they get married. And comes Pesach the following year. And it's the Seder night. 
Mm-hmm. And the girl is sitting with her husband's family, with her new family, at the Seder table. It's a beautiful Seder with family, with singing, with Divrei Torah. And it's taking place in the exact same house that she had passed by a year earlier because she married the son of the owners of that house. And so Pesach is a time of wishes. Pesach is a time which we say, It's a time where Elianovi comes. And it's a time to daven. And it's a time that the Shari Shemaim are open. And there's no question that as we sit at our Seder table, the most unique Seder that, we'll ever, that we ever experienced, and hopefully that we'll ever experience, we can tell ourselves this is a time for wishes. And this is a time for davening. And we can say, You know, we never expected this kind of a Seder. We never expected this kind of a Pesach. But this is what you decided. Please, Rebbeinu Shalaylam. This time, let this be the last Seder in Golos and let our wish of L'Shon HaBa B'Yushalayim Abnuya be fulfilled so that next year around, we won't be in quarantine, but we'll be sitting all of Kla Yisrael together. Yushalayim Ira Kodesh B'Meheira V'Yameinu Amen. Thank you very much. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah.